ministry of Nelson Ihiago. Be stirred as you listen. All right, let's get into God's word. Tap your neighbor, nod your neighbor, and say, Are you ready for God's word? Now, as my case is, I'm avoiding the topic. <laughs> I have a couple of things that the Lord laid on my heart to share, but somehow, okay, I found it now. Listen, the Bible says that do not be weary in well-doing, for in good time you will reap if you faint not. And I'm saying this to workers of TEC in the house. And every other person, listen, the reason TEC, God has done what he has done with us in our eight months of existence is not just because God sent me. Come on, are you listening to me? It's not just because God sent me, it's because you guys show up every Sunday and every midweek service and every um, overturn and every, well, overturn is for your good, but no problem. <laughs> for every overturn, for every... Everything that, I mean, um, yesterday, I had a very, so last week, I didn't have a weekend, more or less. So on Monday, I had to go to work. I was floating through the week. <laughs> I was like, wrap it this week up. But, I mean, then I, this weekend was the only time I had to rest. So I spent a good time resting. And then I came in yesterday, and they were already done with the setup and everything. And I assure you, it's a sacrifice. But I'm bringing you an encouragement from the Lord. Do not be weary in well-doing. Listen, all the things that we're doing, yes, you are serving, um, so that this light will not blind me, and so I can see my wife for a long time, amen. Um, <laughs> do not be weary in well-doing. You may be... Serving God's cause in the equipping center, but you are not serving the equipping center. Are you listening to me? You are serving the Lord's cause in TEC, but you are not serving TEC. You are serving God. Listen, for every Saturday you've come out, every choir rehearsal, everything that has been uncomfortable, every, um, everyone you've invited to church, every you know, partnership you've given to us, tithe, sacrificial giving, for every offering, even if it's one pound. First of all, I'm saying thank you. But secondly, I'm also saying do not be weary in well-doing. For we will reap if we fail not. God is a rewarder. Come on, are you with me? God is a rewarder. Amen? Amen? Amen. That's number one. Come on, put, lift your hands. Say this consciously so it will not be just in the mouth. Say, God is a rewarder. God is my rewarder. Thank you very much. All right, so I'm going to start my sermon in a way that has nothing to do with the topic <laughs> as usual. I think I sound too loud, but do I sound good? Okay. There are a few thoughts usually. These thoughts I start with, they are things that the Lord gives to me before we start service. And the first one is this. Let me say something. You see, the Bible speaks of people who um, have a form of godliness, 
but deny the power thereof. The Bible speaks of Janice and Jambres and some theologians who call Janice and Jambres the magicians that withstood Moses when Moses went and stood before Pharaoh demanding the release of God's people. Those are the kind of people that the Bible says they are reprobate. The word is adokimos, unqualified as pertaining to the truth. And when the Bible consistently uses words like that, what the Bible, the Bible used those words in relation to people who know the truth, but don't accept it as the truth. Come on, are you with me? They know the truth, but don't accept it as the truth. And I will keep on saying this as far as TC is concerned. Let us not get comfortable with good sermons. Come on, are you with me? Because the chancellor of my university will put it this way. He said, a good coach does not make a star. You can guess who that is from my voice. But it is everyone's personal involvement that makes a star. If you use common sense, you get common results. <laughs> you know, he said things like that. But this is what I want to say. You know, I saw it sometime this week and it hit me. A good coach does not make a star. The greatest coach of all, Jesus, trained Judas. He still betrayed him and was a thief. You know, a lot of people will say things like, God had already destined that Judas would betray Jesus. I don't think so. I believe that, you know, when you read John chapter 6 and you read down, the Bible says, I know some of you don't believe. When you look at the Bible and the Bible talks about Judas, and it says that Judas, um, Judas, when the woman broke the, or in the alabaster box on Jesus' feet, Judas said you could have given that money to the poor. But the author was careful to record that he said that not because he loved the poor, but because he was a thief. So, I.e., if the woman had broken the box or had sold it and given money, they would have put it in the purse and he would have more to steal from. Right? He would have more to steal from. You know, I was thinking about it, but the Bible says, it says offense will come, but woe to him by whom offense comes. It had been prophesied that Jesus was going to be betrayed. Judas's name was not there. But because he was the one that was closest, and the same message that touched other people did not touch him. You know, when the Bible says that the Lord had been, have you ever had problems with Romans 9 when he said, and the Lord had been Pharaoh? And you read that, you're like, if God, if you hadn't him, why are you punishing him? But, you, you know, I began to read Exodus. And the Bible says, if you read Exodus um, four, from 4, I think, it says, Pharaoh had in his heart. 4, 5, 6, 7, I think, or 9. It says, Pharaoh had in his heart, Pharaoh had in his heart. Pharaoh. After that, it now says, then the Lord had in Pharaoh's heart. What that means is this. It's not exactly... And why some men say, okay, but why did God now tell Pharaoh and um, Moses that um, Pharaoh will not let you go? It's because God knows man. But because God, be, God wants to allow man choose, God told him, you know what? Still go. Listen, many miracles happened. Even at some point, Pharaoh's magicians could not replicate the miracles that Moses was doing. 
So they could, or Moses or Aaron, so they could have known that this one is by the finger of God. This one is an excellent spirit. An excellent spirit is not a spirit that knows how to blend colors, that passes exams. That's not what an excellent spirit is. When the Bible says that Daniel had an excellent spirit, it means that of all other spirits, the one Daniel operated in was in a class of its own. It excelled above all other spirits. Come on, are you here? So they knew that there was no way Pharaoh did not know that um, Moses operated by an excellent spirit. The spirit that excelled that which his magicians functioned by. But he would just not let him go. He would just not let God's people go. Come on, are you here? He would just not let God's people go. Why? Because, I mean, do you know who Pharaoh is? Pharaoh was the superpower of that day. For you to be Pharaoh, you were actually worshipped as a deity. Egypt was the superpower of that day. So he would not let them go, even though the word had come consistently. So after the Lord had um, entreated Pharaoh through Moses four times, even with signs, wonders, and he would not let them go, he said, okay, so this is your wickedness. I will use it as an example. That any other person that hears it will, will know and fear that I am God. So the Bible now says, and the Lord had in Pharaoh's heart. Because Pharaoh, and look at how amazing this is. You let them go. After the firstborn is killed, you let them go. They run, and then you are chasing them. And then you see, the Bible says, Exodus 14, 14, I think, it says the sea was congealed to the left and to the right. So you see a miracle happen, and then they are walking through it, but you still chase them into that miracle. How hard can a man's heart be? You still chase them into that miracle. And God says, okay, I will make an example of you. So, when the Bible talks of reprobacy consistently, it means people who have been confronted with the word but refuse to accept it as true. Meaning they know it is true but reject its impute or its import as true. Come on, do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, when the Bible talks of Hebrews 4, uh, no, not Hebrews 4, I think it's Hebrews 10, when it says, there remaineth no more, is, um, when the Bible talks about willful sin, right? It says, if you sin willfully, after you have refused, you have received the atonement, there is no more sacrifice for sin. Willful sin, there is not exactly any sin. According to the context, it's unbelief. If you know the gospel is true and still reject the gospel as true, um, then there can be the sacrifice, the atonement cannot cover for you. Listen. Why I'm saying, yes, thank you. For if we sin willfully, after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sin. The context, I think the verse before, clearly tells us that the sinning willfully was unbelief. Was unbelief. So if you refuse to, you know, accept God's word, accept the gospel as the gospel. Because the reason why Paul wrote the book of Hebrews was that they were Hebraic Jews, or they were Jews that were becoming Christians. They, were, they became Christians, and because of persecution, they were going back to Judaism. That was the entire point he wrote this. Listen, I said all that to say this. 20 minutes has already gone. Jesus Christ. I said all that to say this. <laughs> the word of God is our, is our focus. You know, a lot of people don't want a pastor. They want a life coach. They want a life coach. They want somebody whose sermons can be pragmatic. Who, you know, we can talk of five ways, five leadership lessons from the life of Jesus. 
and we do a series. One for every Sunday, right? Or um, emotional intelligence, using the disciples as a case study. You know, those kind of sermons, when we teach on things that have to do with maybe trauma, and those things are important, don't get me wrong. But when that's our only message, making you feel good, you are better than this. The past you is not the real you. It's not about your enemies, your enemies. You know, all those things. It's, we want all those um, things that are exciting. Why was the word of God written? You see, the word of God is not good counsel. It is God's word. If God is wise, whatever he says to me is wisdom. And in implementing it, I am being wise. So, so, <laughs> um, <clears throat> what does the word of God call me? What does the word of God say about me? Not just what, you know, <laughs> not just what I can apply to myself. If this is what the word says, this is what the word says. The Beatitudes, for example. Matthew 5, right? Jesus teaching. This, look at what Jesus called blessed. None of them had to do with money. Come on, are you listening to me? None of them had to do with money. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Next verse. I think blessed are those. Another word that was used to mean blessed was makarios, meaning happy. A blessed man is, the Bible gives different definition. Of course, the Bible speaks about Abraham. It says Abraham was blessed. Come on, are you with me? It says Abraham was blessed in all things. So there are different contexts in which words exist. But the only context we know blessed in is material. And that's not right. That's not right. So if, if, you, if you, you can't... <laughs> the fact that a believer does not have money does not mean the believer is not blessed. It's not well spoken of. You know, two words for blessed... Um, eulogia, to speak well of. And another word is makarios, meaning happy. That, that's usually the one that's used in the Old Testament, in Hebrew, makarios. It means that this person is happy. See, long story short, a, a man is truly blessed first, not when he has money. Abraham was blessed because he was blessed. Abraham can truly be called blessed because he was blessed of the Lord. Because the blessings of God makes rich and does what? Come on, why do you guys like you don't read your Bible? And does what? So, beyond what God gave him, he was that there was no sorrow with it. Come on, are you with me? There was no sorrow with it. But, you, the Bible also speaks about a man who the Lord will not impute sin to in Romans 4. He calls him what? Blessed. Then Jesus now said, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Next verse. Blessed are the meek, they shall inherit the earth. Next verse. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Next verse. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall... You know, you, when you read these things, you now realize that what Jesus calls blessed and what we fundamentally know as blessed are two different things. So we must see ourselves from the lens of God's word. 
Not your feelings. Not pop culture. Are you getting me now? Not pop culture. From what? See, I'm blessed. I'm a blessed man. Yes, the Lord is going to add, he's going to, you know, I prayed on that verse when the Bible says, and the Lord blessed Abraham, I think it's Genesis 24, and the Lord blessed Abraham in all things. I said, my God. I was praying with a, with a pastor who I, I consider like an older brother, and I was, I was praying, he, he, we were just praying, and he told me, I, I brought up, he was just telling me, do you have any prayer point? Let's just pray for 20 minutes. He called me, and I said, I have one. I said, I opened that verse, and the Lord blessed Abraham in all things. It means that when you looked at Abraham's children, blessed. You looked at his finances, blessed. You looked at his family, blessed. You looked at all those things, blessed. So, yes, I believe God prospers. You guys know, right? I believe the Lord lifts a man. But listen, if that is the only context in which you are satisfied in God, you don't know him enough. Um, a man of God puts it this way. He says, God is most glorified when we are most satisfied in him. Not just satisfied. When we are most satisfied in him. It's not just about, you know, being satisfied because God is, God is most glorified. You know, the short quote, a lot of people say, God is most glorified when we are most satisfied. It doesn't end there. God is most glorified when we are most satisfied in him. It means that when a believer is showing mercy, when a believer is not, is hungering and thirsting after righteousness, when a believer mourns, there are circumstances around the believer that don't look like our definition of blessing. The man is happy because he will be comforted. Come on, TC, are you guys with me? I'm saying this because you don't look at yourself on the basis of your circumstances. You look at yourself on the basis of what the word of God says. Say, I am blessed. I am blessed. Come on, say, I am, blessed. I am blessed. My goodness. It is well. Say, it is well. It is well. All right. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's not my quote. God is most glorified when I'm most satisfied in him. It's not me. Oh. <laughs> Just saying. For someone said, my pastor said today. It's not my equity, somebody. Praise God. Now, I want us to stay up to know these things because it is God's word. It is God's word. Define yourself. Pay attention now. Define yourself from the lens called God's word. Whether I feel it or not, I'm a blessed man. Whether I look like it or not, I'm a blessed man. Not because of pop definition because of what the word says. Say amen. amen. Relationship now. I mean. <laughs> Sorry? No, no, no. Talk to me. Pami I just want you to know Dolu will go home. You will go home with me. <laughs> Praise God. Alright. I need to run because I have a lot to teach. So there are a couple of things I rushed last week that I think I want to land on. I want to reiterate today. So I'm going to run past those two things. You see, marriage is God's design. Marriage is God's design. I said this last week that your feelings, and you see, when, you, when we talk about sermons like this, it's very easy for the married person to say, oh, it's for single people. 
It's very easy also for people in our relationships to now say, oh, it is, um, it is also for married people. Or people that are not in a relationship, rather. Because if you're not married, you're single. It doesn't matter how many years you are dating. Praise God. So, it depends. It's very easy for those who are, um, even if you're engaged, you are still single. Yeah. So, praise God. If they've not put a second ring, you are what? Single. Hallelujah. Anyways. So, it's very easy for those that are not in a relationship. Are you Are you Okay. It's very easy for those that are not in a relationship to now begin to think that, oh, you know, um, it doesn't apply to me. Listen, everything I'm going to say today, right, if even it applies to everybody because it's the word of God, it's the word of God. Even if you are not in a relationship, this is not a relationship per se. This is what the word of God has to say as pertaining to that area. Anyways, let me land on this. I started by saying that does God choose wives for people? And I spoke about Hosea chapter 1. First of all, let me start by saying something. I think sometimes we over-spiritualize things. Let me start by saying that. Um, Because, now this does not mean we choose like that, but there are people who chose their spouses as unbelievers. Both of them became believers and they are fine. But we will say, the Lord showed me three visions in two nights. And I saw her face, her father and her generation. And the Lord said, I should step in and wear the shoes of her father. And the relationship, the marriage is still horrible. So it means that there is something we don't know or we are lying to ourselves. Listen, the one who designed marriage is the one who can tell us how to do it well. Come on, are you with me? And I'm running. Now, let me start by saying this. Does God choose for people? (laughs) Hosea, the only instance we have of that is Hosea when the prophet said, the Lord told him, go and marry a harlot to show Israel that they have forsaken me. And then the other one that people can bring up is Mary, right? When the angel told Joseph, he said, marry her. You know, I personally don't think the angel was choosing Mary for Joseph. I think he was saying that don't don't run away because of this thing that she's carrying, all right? Then, but what do we see? We see 1 Corinthians 7, 39. You know, Paul talks about widows. He said, whoever is a widow, let them marry but in the Lord. It means that if somebody is a, any two believers ideally can work. Are you listening to me? Any two believers ideally can work. But remember, I said what? Ideally. (laughs) Ideally. Some people are not ideal. (laughs) Yes. Let me see verse 36. Verse 36. I'm trying to run through this. And again, this is another thing Paul says. You know, I remember I I went, somebody invited me on on an online meeting years ago. And I was speaking to a few people and we were talking about sexual um, habits and things. And I, 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 I always start from the point of revelation, who you are in Christ, what Jesus has done for you. And I spoke about everything then. I landed on, I said point number four, which was my final point. How to control sexual temptation? Marry. He said, if any man thinks he's behaving improperly towards his virgin, if she's past the flower of her youth 
and thus it must be. Let him do what he wishes. He does not sin. Do you know what Paul says? Paul says, rather than burn. I remember I was talking to someone one time. She said, oh, she quoted that verse. I said, do you know what it means? She said, oh, it's like burning for the Lord. I said, eh? No. Read the context, though. It's not for the Lord. It's inner flames. <laughs> that's, that's the meaning. Because you find, you know, I, I remember I was reading my Bible one time because I just heard someone say, you can't just marry when you please. The Lord must speak to you that it is time. And then I was reading my Bible and I stumbled on this verse. I say, eh? No, now. Because the truth of the matter is, if you find the right kind of person, and the person is, his salvation is not buffering, no. It's intact. He or she. If you find the right kind of person, if you decide to marry in two weeks, it's fine. The Bible says, rather than burn. Some people live, um, some people make this thing very hard. Rather, I've said it many times. If I see a brother and sister, you are coming from the same house, consistently in TC, I'll call you. I'll say, are you related? <laughs> mm. Because the truth is, rather than born, if you find the person and then flames are happening, just marry. So it means that this thing that we usually say, that um, these things that we usually say that, um, what's the word? Marriage does not cure sexual. It has context. Are you listening to me? It has context. Praise Jesus. Asha, what? Marry. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. No, keep snapping. No worry. What I'm going to say on this matter is this. Listen, I, don't, I usually will not say God does not choose. And there's no such thing like the one. Because statistically, there are more women than men on the earth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, in our faith, you can't take more than one. So say, hey, you can't take, shall I more than what? One. Hallelujah. You can't take more than one. You only pick so there can't be anything like the, it means that if there's the one and the person not devil is a lie if you pick somebody that is wrong does it mean if you pick another person's one is the generation wrong long story short this is the idea God does not choose for you I will just put it this way God chooses with you God chooses we're in that phase of our lives we're very soon so these conversations are very important. God chooses with you. You must, see, use your brain, then use your, use your spirit and your brain. Don't say, I'll come back to this later. Don't, the guy is engaged, you say, God told me that by 6 a.m. tomorrow, he will be mine, mine, mine. <laughs> Please, stop that nonsense. Use your brain. Again, anyways, I, I spoke about that last week. Let me just run. Isaac and Rebecca, when the servant was going to choose Rebecca for Isaac, he prayed. And he said, I being in the way. The Lord said, what does I being in the way also mean? Make friends. For us in our context. Make friends. In having friends, you will be more friendly. 
to other people. Because I don't know how people don't go out, but want to download husband in the place of prayer. Praise God. The entire point of this is, listen, there's the hand of God in the affairs of man. Any two believers that are married, they will tell you. They will tell you that they, they, they could know times where it was the hand of God that made that orchestrated thing. Mm-hmm. They can tell you it was the hand of God that orchestrated things and made it be. Even in your finances, in all these things, there is, there is an invisible hand. There's an invisible hand behind the what? Saints. That's making things work. So, please pray. And the reason you need to pray is because the spirit searches all things. Human beings can hide things. People are wicked. Alaye, pray. Yes, pray. Listen, and when you get nudges in your spirit and all, now, when I say nudges in your spirit, be sure it's not your avoidance tendency. Be sure it's not your fear of, your, your fear of commitment. It's not this, because there are many things we say, the Lord shared to me, shut up, it's your trauma. It's not the Lord. Be sure it's not those things. And you must pray about those things because marriage is important. You will be, all things being equal. Three times, you will spend three times the amount of years you've spent alive, at least with that person. Mm? Yes. It is a long time to spend with a fool. No, I'm serious. See, listen to me. It's a long time. I was talking to my wife. You know, we had a squatter in our home today. So, Kofo. Mm. And we're just talking, and I said, so, Kofo showed us a video of because, of course, she's the one that has those kind of videos. <laughs> Conversion does a video of, and I'll deal more about this next week when we talk about love legacy. Um, their child was there, but the man and the wife were fighting. When I say fighting, I don't mean that. I mean punch. They were fighting, and the child was just crying. Was just crying. And I said, my goodness, my God. This boy will not be the same. The boy can probably was... At worst, four. But he was crying. It is stupid to form Anthony Joshua with your, with your partner. Anyways, so, and I told my wife, I said, see, marriage is hard enough as it is. You know people that say marriage is not an achievement, they've not been married. Eh? If you've been married for one year, <laughs> See, leave marriage. If you've been dating somebody, you are right but wrong. You are right but wrong. Like she says, you say, I just like you're the one I'm talking to now. So you explain to ladies now, you are wrong on this aspect for, because of this, this, this. So she's now more angry that you are spelling out the logical inconsistency. She now says, so you're telling me I'm not thinking right. You're you're like, ah, Jesus. So you have to apologize for being... mm, (laughs) See. (laughs) You're lucky one. (laughs) See, that's what I said. She said he's laughing too hard. (laughs) I remember a friend of mine, she just got engaged with another friend of mine. 
So they were texting. She, the man had slept. She said, oh, you said I'm your peace, but you are peacefully sleeping without talking to me. How are you? I said, God. See, you know when the Bible says single time is a time to serve the Lord. Please treasure it. The time you don't have to text. Listen to me, listen to me. Listen, please. The time you don't have to text anybody, have you eaten? Eat in peace. Yes. The time you don't have to text anybody, and maybe I should jump these two points together because time is going. Listen, it's better to be single. If you are 30-something and you are not married, there's nothing wrong with you. There may not be powers fighting you. It's better to be unmarried and happy than to be married and suffering. It's better. Is better because it will significantly hamper the things that God wants to do with your life. It can hamper or make it flourish. Is better. So I'm getting old. No man is talking to me. He makes all things beautiful in its time. They are not catching late commas. They are not catching late commas. Again, be sure you are doing all the things you can do. Have friends. You know, I've heard people say things like, I can't date my friend. So who do you want to date? <laughs> who? Even when I hear people say, I don't know, you know, all these church boys, go and date Mohammed. <laughs> go. So when I hear people, I've not heard Dolu's voice since. Today she's giving commentary. When I hear people say ridiculous things like that, see, anyways, let me go back to this. If you are 31, you are older, and there's nobody, it's fine. Don't compromise and date a fool. And I'm saying this for even those online. Don't make a temporary mistake a permanent one. The fact that you got pregnant for somebody, gave birth, does not mean you must marry the person. Doesn't mean. It's not by force. Your single days are to love the Lord. They are to love the Lord. And please pray. You see this, your single time. Spend time praying. Because the single days, like the Bible says, a single person occupies himself with serving the Lord. Now is the time to pray. Now is the time to sing. Now is the time to love the Lord. Now is the time to be grounded in scriptures. Because your children will use what is more advanced than TikTok. And they will have questions. I'm a man of God, but some things come on my TikTok. I say, the blood I go on that app once every month also because I forget it exists sometimes. I go, and I see all manner of theologians. I say, what is this one saying? And your children will be ingesting that kind of content. When they come to you with questions, what will you say? We, many of us grew up in churches where we had questions that our elders could not answer. They say, go and sit down. Go and say, why are you talking like that? Can focus on your books. But they didn't know the answer. We cannot repeat the same thing. Can I say one more thing? Uh, I've started learning some tips and tricks here, reading some materials here and there. Many of us are preparing for marriage. Few people prefer for parenting. <laughs> and that's another one. Another one. Few people prepare for parenting. I will talk more about that next week. So, Please pray. Because when you pray, you know God's plan for your life. And then in knowing God's plan for your life, you know who can fit in, who cannot fit in. 
Someone who, he says he loves the Lord, but he insists on sleeping with you. <laughs> no problem. Another thing I wanted to talk about is, anyways, I talked about this last week. Others how is not going to be your how. The fact that somebody said that, does God lead people with visions? Yes. And let me even say something while I'm speaking on this one. A very shocking fact about relationships is people change. See, no this and no peace. People change. Someone can come and say, I like you today. And tomorrow he begins to misbehave. It may not be that he changed. He was just not tested with money yet. He was not tested with money yet. Then when Congregant of Money enters his hands, there are babes he had not seen before. The same way there are appetites you will not have when you know what's in your account. But as soon, can I prophesy? As soon as you just see Revolut pop up. Or Lloyd. Or Nat West. You say, Father, your hand has provided. Instantly, you start picking signals. You say, there's this chicken I saw somewhere. It's the same way. People, I've explained this many times. That some people don't... Um, some people are out of their scope. Some people, some ladies... Let me, I, let me explain for guys because I'm a guy. Same thing usually for ladies too. The, some, some class is not supposed to be a thing in marriage or relationships, right? Talk to me now. It's not supposed to be a thing, right? Yes. But is it? Yes. Uh-huh. Because the fact that you are in a circle, if you went to a kind of university, chances are the people that send their children to that university too are in that, their parents are in that financial cadre. But then, you know, you marry the person and you're faithful. Then you begin to, from struggling, you become okay. From being okay, you change levels. And then you are now a big boy. And then that's now, you know, when the Bible says a man shall leave his father and his mother and the two shall become one flesh. When, if you are upgrading and you are not upgrading your partner with you, you will soon cheat. It's vice versa. Because many ladies are saying, hmm. It's vice versa. My brothers, don't date a stingy woman. She doesn't spend on you. Leave her alone. Actually, talk to her about it. I know. Your sins with cuckoo online. (laughs) Anyways. But listen, that's why game is not enough. I said this last week. A kind person is better than a kind of person. Game is not enough. Um... What, what are these lines again? Um, I don't know. There's something about you. Where were you? Um, your, did it hurt when you fell from, when, did it hurt when you fell from heaven? It's calling you a demon, dude, but okay. <laughs> Is it, did it hurt when you fell from heaven? You know, have you seen Michael before? Because you must be an angel. You know, all those things. Those things are great and exciting. But those things are only exciting within a particular context. They are weightier matters. Can he forgive? Can he forgive? Can she forgive? Like I said, single time is the time to praise the Lord. To um, See, make no mistake, marry what you like. But then best believe content is better than container. Content is better than container alone. Alone. She must not just have hips, she must have knees. 
I'm deep, God. Hi. I'm deep. Marriage is a long game. The person you are married to, that slim stomach you like will carry a child. That guy will grow older. And that's why boundaries and contentment, listen, there's nothing you will do in marriage you're not practicing as a single person. Let me show you a verse of scripture. Give me, let, let me even put it this way. The roles in marriage are things that you, the roles in marriage are things that you practice while you are single. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 17. Hebrews 13 17. Then prepare First Peter 2 17. Are you ready? He said, obey those, um, just prepare First Peter 2 17. Then Philippians 2 3. First Peter 2 17, Philippians 2 3. He says, obey those who have rule over you and be what? Submissive. For they watch over your souls as those who must give account. He's talking of pastors and elders, right? Let them do so with joy, not with grief, for that will be what? Unprofitable for you. So, the writer is speaking, he says, obey those who have rule over you. So, what is, it? What is the key word here? Submi- submission, right? Talk to me now. Submission, right? As in regards to marriage rules. Give me First Peter. The first Peter 2.17. It says, honor all people. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. Now, of course, when, we, when it says honor all people, it will involve honoring the saints. Come on, are you listening to me? It will involve honoring the saints. Um, Philippians 2.3. Philippians 2.3. Trying to run. Okay. It says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in loneliness of mind, let each esteem, be- esteem others better than himself. See, um, for example, when I talk on, there's almost nothing you're going to practice in marriage you're not doing in church already. If the person cannot submit to authority, that's a dangerous person. Come on, are you listening to me? If the person has no authority over them, that's a dangerous person. If the person cannot take correction, if the person cannot honor all men, but honors only you. Listen, there are people I don't take serious. The people in church that honor only pastor and despise everybody else, that person is Delilah in disguise. Yes. If you honor only pastor, but don't honor all other people, you don't really esteem me, you esteem what I'm doing. If the person cannot be submissive and take corrections, and that's why you must look at people through their faces, when they are broke, when they are not. When they have a lot, when they don't. How do they even give? Best... (laughs) How do, this, how do they practice these things in God's house? How is, the, how is their contentment? Because many of these things are transferable. Come on, are you listening to me? Many of these things are transferable. The way someone is in their work with God, you can tell usually that that's how they will be as people. And I'm not just talking about manifesting a gift. I'm talking about being a person. So, you know you can be a wonderful minister and a horrible person. Mm-hmm. Beyond, I'm not just talking about that. I mean, 
And if you're a horrible person, it will show. How do you treat other people? Or how do they treat other people? These are vital things to look out for beyond gain. Beyond abs. Guys, are you here? Beyond, no, Lord, feel free to shout. I, I said, you had, yes, the uh, sad dropped. If they, are cannot be, if they are not practicing the submission, they are not practicing the honor, they are not practicing not doing things out of selfish ambition, is something to watch out for. And that's why I like to say, there is, if somebody is a believer, ideally, any two believers should be able to work. Because they have God's word above all other things that they may feel. There's an authority. Anybody who doesn't care, you know, I heard someone say, I'm praying in tongues so I don't get angry as I'm saying it. The lady said, I want to show you to my pastor. And he said, to hell with your pastor. You know, for me, at this spot, to hell with you too. <laughs> Bye. Peace. Said to hell with her. I said, God. If you not say, boy, he's a great guy. When the guy now beat you, now be looking for who to call. Don't call me, I'm busy. I'm praying. You see this pastoring thing? You warn people about relationship, but they are in love. I remember, let me tell you guys a story. I prophesied to somebody about a relationship that the person was in and was having some issues and stuff. And the guy now went to talk to the babe. And said, this is what he said. She was not like, why will he say that? Well, first of all, you will not beat me. So I don't really care. You know? And then she was upset. But I was like, it just shows that that boy does not need help. He needs cane. But anywho, let me run on this. What, what is the believer's perspective to dating? Dating is to get to know somebody. Dating is actually, dating is interview. That's simply what it is. It is interview. So we're going to be committed towards this cause. Come on, guys, are you with me? Listen, and if somebody does not have commitment in other aspects of their life, you know, these skills, if you are committed in some areas of your life, usually people that go to the gym every day are show discipline in other aspects of their lives. But if somebody has never shown commitment to one thing, he's, he has commitment issues. So, what's the believer's perspective to dating? We don't date for fun. The world can do one-night stands. They can do... The goal is... At the very least, you are marriable from all I can see now. It may change later. And I'm saying it may change later because breakup can be of the Lord. See, in the fact that we are, it does not matter how long we have been dating, we can break up one day to wedding. Yes, a broken relationship is better than a broken marriage. You know, I, I used to pray this prayer point. It saved me many times, by the way. My, my mother-in-law, I heard it from her, I heard it from somebody. My mother-in-law said, even if it's one day to the wedding, Lord, if it's not your way, shh, catch it. Uh, let's pray. <laughs> if it's not your will, break it. Long story short, beyond that, see, you can never be too far gone in error for error to become right. You can never be. 
You can never be. Because I'm mean, if I see a couple that have been there, you guys have been, anyways, I'll come to that. So I'm saying this because people that are in TEC, more people will join us. Maybe people will date and maybe they will break up. Don't make it weird for them to be in church. I'm not seeing two of you again together. Mind your business now. You will not face your front. You will not mind your, Kingsley, this is what you're saying, preach. Is there somebody in your... You will not face your front. He said, I don't know, there is um, oh, why am I not seeing you and John together? Mind your business. Because two people can break up. One is in media, one is in music. Let her sing, let him capture, let's move forward. Because the fact, the fact that they, and let me also say this, breakup does not always mean the devil. Sometimes it's people. I said this last week, the Bible says that, um, he separate unto me Paul and Barnabas for the work whereunto I have called them. And then from the, um, Acts 15, we now start hearing Paul and Silas. What happened? They fought because of John Mark. It means that the Lord can say separate unto me, but man's free will can scatter it. Man's free will. It's not every relationship that ended that was not the will of God. Some it was Jehovah Sabaoth that was speaking. But human beings are funny. I told you guys of the story of someone who prophecies were chasing him. People that did not know him walk up to him and say, there's a lady, her name is different word. He's married to somebody else with a child in the will of God. Yes. Yes. In the will of God. So dating is good, but is the time to get to know somebody. I'll come back to that. Let me drop on, let me land on this. When should you date? I'm going to respond to that question. What do you want to do with your life? Yes, now, why do you want to date somebody? What are you doing? Are you busy or are you bored? Because there's a way you'll be bored, you'll be having crush anyhow. <laughs> yes. Are you, Anita, you know, have you? Mm-hmm. There's a way you'll be bored. You say, ah, this boy is fine. Focus on your life. What? What do you, have you spent time focusing on the Lord? Oh, let me say this. We must also, we may joke about it, but we must not make the unmarried feel uncomfortable because not everybody will get married. Fact. First Corinthians 7, 7, Paul even alluded to the fact. Some people in circumstances, some other people will say a gift from the Lord. Not everybody will get married. And the people that are not yet married Paul said his own gift. Of course, the gift he meant is, if you read verse 6 into verse 8, you'll know it's celibacy he's talking about. Don't make the unmarried feel uncomfortable or the single. It's fine to be single. That's why people will go too far in relationships and be afraid to break up. They'll be afraid. Well, then again, some people are afraid to break up because you have pushed two weeks, you are wearing to match. <laughs> two weeks relationship. Two weeks relationship, you say you are the pillar of my destiny. Cements have not dry. Two weeks. You will not calm down. You will not find out if he's a vampire. So a lot of people are posting. You know, it's always funny when people break up. They now delete all the pictures. I laugh. I, it's a very funny. I laugh. 
I laugh. I laugh. Because you, you don't know you are not married until you are married. Calm down. Because they've given you ring. Not your word now. When should I date? What do you want to do with your life? Listen, relationships are a burden. Don't carry a burden you are not ready to shoulder. And this is not an age thing, because there are 40 year old boys and 23 year old men. Don't carry a burden you are not ready to shoulder. Yes, relationships are heavy. Especially because your feelings will be running up and down. Slow down. Slow down. Personally, I think if you don't know how to be by yourself, you shouldn't be in a relationship. Because you will make that person the source of your joy, source of your everything. And then even if it's of God, you will scare him away. Because I remember, it was the same story for me, and I'm sure for many other people. In secondary school, you could have sworn you were in love. You could have sworn. You could have said, I vow. I mean, I know what. And they told you, calm down. You say it's burning in my bowels. You don't understand what. You don't know this girl. You don't know what I'm feeling. You could have sworn. You will bite iron and sweat. I'm in love. I'm in love. Oh. You, you will swear that you are. But now you grow up. You know that all the midnight call time, you could have slept. You could have just slept. Maybe if you had slept, you would have been taller. See, look at you now. Those, vi- those, those vitamins are lacking. See, ah, that's how you know when there's a will, there's a way. You, from experience, you will wait for 12.32. Then you will call that you end by 420. You will have 100 naira for four, for two weeks. It must not go below that. You will have it for, um, you will call, call, and then you will still wake up and go to school and still be awake and come back and sleep so that you, your body is not at you. Once it's 1232, an angel will say, shh. <laughs> you will wake up. So, listen, because this is on my note again. Again, don't let anybody push you or force you. Don't let, please don't let anybody. Come on, are you with me? And I'm saying this to my brothers and my sisters. Calm down. As a pastor, there are people who meet me, ah, relationship, I tell, are you sure you are ready to date anybody? Even Jesus. You have a lot of growing up to do. Why does some people, once they just come out of date, I say, when I get married, when is the date? Because if you are dating ad infinitum, you will start laying hands on each other. <laughs> Listen, dating, I think is um, Pastor Lee, Pastor Bimbo Dukoya that used to say this. She said, dating is time for interview, not intercourse. See, when you touch, you will keep touching. You can never be tempted by what you've never tasted. Ah, what a word there. You can never be tempted by what you've never tasted. Sexual temptations are harder for people who are sexually active. 
Do you know what the Bible says? <laughs> Guys, are you with me? And the thing is, when you talk somebody, you will keep touching. You will stop talking. So every time you meet each other, you say, Palia, zoo, fall under the power. That's next thing. <laughs> every time you keep, you keep, and you not get married and say, I don't know why he's thinking like this. You don't know. Why you didn't talk? And everybody was warning you. You said you were in love, but I don't, because there's someone young here, so I'm going to say it like this. You thought you were in love, but because high point has closed your eyes. Somebody's loading. High point, let's close your eyes. You don't know what it is. Because the truth is, when two people have sex, the woman releases a hormone called oxytocin. It's a trust hormone. It's the same hormone that binds mother and child. So I, biologically, God has designed that Sex is supposed to be a binder between man and wife. The Bible says in Genesis 2.24, it said, give me 1 Corinthians 6.16. Genesis 2.24, it says they were both naked and not ashamed. You know, a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall cleave to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. And the two were naked and not ashamed. Jesus quoted the same thing. It means that nakedness is for people that have left and have cleft or cleaved. According to God's design, the first person you were supposed to see naked of the opposite sex is your wife or your husband, your significant other. Paul speaking, he said, or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her. For the two, he says, shall be one flesh. According to this, when the two become one flesh, it's not necessarily when they take a vow. It's when they commit coitus because it is a binder. That's God's plan. I believe in new creation realities. I teach it well. But I'm not going to tell you, you know, I've heard a lot of people say things like, oh, lies in the name of new creation realities. When Christ... You know, the devil cannot touch you because um, there's no such thing as demons. Don't play, oh. Don't play. The, this thing is a principle. When they have sex, they become one. Don't. <laughs> I'm looking for which story to tell you. It's a binder. It's a binder. Let me just end it there. Ah, there's no time. I foretell you stories. Sex is a binder. Nakedness and unashamedness must go together for those who have cleaved one another. It means that if you are naked and have not cleaved, you should be ashamed. Is the design. Is not, you know, ah, God. Anyways, let's go on. I'm going to talk about these things. Let me read a report to you. Are you ready? I'm reading this. It says, the report is based on the national sample of Americans who married for the first time between 2010 and 2019. Looking at what had happened and how stable the marriages were in 2022, they found marriage dissolution was higher for those who lived together before tying the knot. 
People who cohabited, this is statistics, so this is not scripture. People who cohabited before they got married had a higher chance of their marriage being dissolved. This is another report. The title is, and the, the first one is by Scott, Scott Stanley and Galenda Rhodes. Rhodes, R-H-O-D-E-S. This is the second one. Um, is what's the plan? Cohabitation, engagement, and divorce. This is a report. The same people said, um, they note that with 70% of couples living together before marriage, it is important to understand how and when cohabitation is associated with poorer odds of marital success. So it means that usually when people live together before marriage, it leads to poorer marital outcomes. You know, when we look at God's word and what the word of God has said, we think God is old school until the results start playing out in society. All the questions were, also let me even go back on something. When Jesus said that a man shall leave his father and his mother and cleave to his wife and the two shall become one flesh, even as it was in the beginning, that is Jesus telling us the guide for sex. Sex should only be between a man that was born male. Are you getting me? And his wife that was born female and remains female. That is God's plan. It's supposed to be between man and his wife alone. Not man and almost wife. Not man and someone who steps in the shoes of a wife. Because the truth is, even on this cohabitation, the people say, oh, we can live together. It's cutting cost. You cannot take fire to your bosoms and not be burnt. If it's expensive, marry fast. Go and do cuts. Go to be caught if it's expensive. Come on, TC, are you with me? Because God's word is still God's word. If I see two people that are coming together and they've been living together and now they're getting serious with God, I say to two of you, separate for a while, then we will not join for like a few months. Because the truth is when it comes to sex, for example, when you talk about the... You guys are bound, you know, even biologically, like you are releasing oxytocin, you trust the person. So it is harder for toxic relationships to be broken off when sex is involved. Have you, have you told your friends that this guy is a red, he's a walking flag? And then you say, you don't, you don't understand. You don't get why I love him. There's something, I've made his Ghanaian, you know? <laughs> they say, all those things. There are some people you need to bend your knees and pray. Because you are going very fast in the wrong direction. You, they, everybody has told you you are the only one not seeing it. If two people that have been dating keep having sex, if they just stop for a while, all the issues they have will rise to the surface after a while. It will just rise on its own. You will just know that, ah, COVID was the best time to know if your relationship was good or not. When everybody was in their house, but in the middle of that COVID, some people still found way and leave the man's house throughout. When there's a will, there's a way. I assure you. You will find people are funny. You are traveling for fornicatory purposes and you still ask God for Johnny Messies. You know, I watched it, I heard a man of God share this story. 
they were streaming a powerful program. This lady traveled to go to a man's house. She entered the guy's house. She sat down there. The guy was not home, but the guy had prepared everything. Are you getting me now? So she gave, the guy dropped keys somewhere. She watched. So she said, ah, let's Kuku watch this church program before he comes in. <laughs> Hardness of heart. Because it's amazing. I saw somebody do get ready with me. You are not married. But you came out from the same house. Show the name of your church. May God save me from disgrace. You came out from the same house. Show the name of the church. Worship. Prayed. And went back to the same house and said, what a service today. <laughs> Anyways. So the, she was just watching the service. I was just... And the man of God just said, wherever you are, eh? as she was saying, power of God picked her, pim, dropped her like this. So she was under the power. As she opened her eyes, she saw her host by the door, doing like this. <laughs> Guy said, eh? He said, you are a prophetess. <laughs> he was not looking at her like this. She said, oh, no, no, don't worry. He said, don't worry. He went to another room and locked himself inside. The money gave her transport money and what he was to pay her. I said, be going. <laughs> Anyways, that story made me laugh. What I'm trying to say is this. Listen, don't blind yourself with what the Lord says you should stay away from. Don't blind yourself with what the Lord says you should what? Stay away from. I'm almost done, thank God. Say thank God. And not everything is a red flag, but what is glaring, please know it. Take the guy serious. Take, see, believe people. A person says, I will just slap you now. Believe the person now. Oh yes, believe the person. Um... Somebody that breaks things when they, I heard the lady said that he doesn't hit me, but when he's angry, the airport he bought for me, he flushed it down the toilet. <laughs> and says, your head soon. I promise you. The person is a serial cheat. The person has no authority over them or does not care for such things. Avoid that person. That person is a moving red flag. Listen, don't be afraid to walk away from what's wrong. You might be hindering what God is bringing into your life because you are holding on to what is dead. Don't be afraid to walk away. And when you walk away, please have boundaries. Don't be checking up on your ex. I believe in hard breakups. If we break up, if you see me coming like this, pass the other side. I believe in it. I don't hate you for my sanity. Because that's when I heard the story of someone who had a 21-day fast, met an ex on the 21st day, and they engaged things on the 21st day. You'll be amazed what your body can do. <laughs> this flesh is dangerous. Don't have boundaries too. Don't be texting. When you see you are texting somebody more than normal, expose yourself before sin exposes you. I remember during my NYC, there was this girl I met. So we went out for lunch. I just knew my heart was going somewhere. I said, Nelson, you have gone. They have got you finally. So I just knew I had to do something drastic. So we're going, we're at a restaurant, we're just talking. Nothing serious. I just told her, you we always know when our heart is about to betray us. 
Nobody just cheats. Are you getting me? I don't want to post my wife and somebody is looking and saying, now he's saying best things in sliced bread, but we know. We know the color of his boxers. Don't embarrass your partner. And single time is the time where you start planting boundaries around yourself. Don't assume that a ring makes somebody smart. Anyways. As we're just talking, I just, I just said, so this is my girlfriend. And as I showed her, I just felt something drop off me. Not spiritual, it's just common emotional. I just knew that uh, I've been saved now. Because sin thrives in secrecy. When you consistently, you are hiding to pick up, hiding to chat with somebody. What you need is just physical opportunity. It's physical. Some, your mind has gone. It's just physical opportunity. You will not resist. Don't be afraid to walk out of what is wrong if you're already in it. If you are somebody's friend with benefit here, end it today. Block the person everywhere. Don't be afraid to walk away from what is wrong, number one. Just for context, that time I was dating, I was not married to a man. Mm -hmm. For somebody to say, ah, pastor, I'm disappointed. No problem. I don't care. <laughs> My wife knows this story. Anytime I see a lady hopping around me, and the flesh is saying, I see that fine girl. I say, babe, I saw one fine girl today. And just like that, it will die. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Mm -hmm. Because nobody is Superman. <laughs> it's still blood, not anointing oil that is here. I'm trying to run. Um, don't be afraid to walk away from what's wrong, number one. And number two, don't enter something that is wrong. When somebody is telling you, I don't mind warming you up, that's a de Hell is warm too. That's a devil. That's a devil. Run away. What are you wearing? The whole armor of God. Yes. What are you wearing? So what is the worst thing you have done? Go to church. Uh, that's the worst thing. See, you know, you know questions. See, when somebody is chatting with you and tells you, okay, let's do truth or dare. Say, I want to tell you the truth. I dare you to leave me alone. When somebody starts going toward truth, see, there are some things you should not be old enough to know. The Bible says, as um, in malice, be children. There are things God wants you to be ignorant to. There are many things we are exposed to prematurely. We are exposed to it prematurely. There are things that you are not supposed to, your eye is not supposed to tear reach there. For those of us who are no Nigerians, forgive me. You are not supposed to have been exposed to some things early enough. You are not. You are not. I wish I had time. I'm running. Um, okay. I just wanted to say this. They can, people can actually stop loving you, and it's okay. It's not do or die. People change. Move on. The most common one is they break up so they leave church. <laughs> Are you a baby? Breakups are okay. Two good people may not work, and it's fine. I like to use this analogy. Beans is good, ice cream is good, but beans and ice cream is cultist behavior.
pornography has damaged many people's minds, even many people's expectation of sex. Porn will make you lose objectivity. So it's not, coitus is not enough until you choke the person. You must give me four kilo chokes until you choke the person. You did not learn that by common sense. You watched it. There was an expect. So, <laughs> God, you want to hang the person like a machine gun. See, there are, and because of what they have watched, there are certain expectations they have. Pornography has damaged many. In fact, I remember watching a guy who said that he stopped watching pornography and then his wife became, he just stopped after six months and all of a sudden, the little things he was seeing with his wife, he just became attracted to his wife more. Because, first of all, that, those, those videos will make you lose objectivity. You will begin to have an expectation that is not normal. Apparently, I saw that many people... This was from a director of one of those kinds of movies. He, um, he said that many men that watch those things feel inferior because of size. <laughs> they feel inferior. But he, the director was saying that, but he said it is entertainment. In fact, many of the men who act get surgeries to enlarge. And the ladies who are acting, actually they have, they have facial expressions of pain. They have facial expressions of pain, but they edit those cuts away because it's just entertainment. But this same guy is watching that thing and wants acting to be reality. So things like that, you must choke the person, manhandle the person. So it's not intimacy anymore. It is lost. Because you can actually be married and lost and practice lost. People that are married and engaging but are thinking of somebody else. See, for us, I want to beg you. If you are dealing with those habits, get help. That's why I'm here. If you are a lady, don't come to me. But my brothers, get help. Because these things are damaging our minds a lot more than we think. And a lot of people are struggling with it much more than we know. To make people lose objectivity. Trauma. Many of us are affected by things we don't know we are affected by. 1 Thessalonians 5.23. This is my last verse. So now you play something for me, please. 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Thank you, admin. I want us to read this like a mass choir. Are you ready? Come on, guys. Are you ready? Read it until up to where it says body. Guys, are you ready? Yes. Clear your throat. Clear your throat. Come on. Are you ready? Yes, now read it. One. He's muted. One, two, three. Go. Now. Sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, I said to your body. Let's read it again. One, two, go. Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. So, what he's telling us is that the word of God works on every aspect of man. Spirit, soul. People define soul as the seat of your emotions. Listen, your soul, somebody who grew up with a father that cheats is affecting you more than you know. 
Someone who grew up, you saw your parents arguing, is affecting you more than you know. If you grew up in a home that didn't have more than enough, it's affecting you more than you know. See, learn to catch your childhood triggers and focus on them now. Married or married, focus on them. I remember hearing a story of a lady who, she got married to this guy, so every time she fried fish, she always broke it in two. And then the husband didn't like it. So one day he was speaking to his mother-in-law and she was saying, his mom-in-law was saying, oh, he said, my wife always does this thing. I don't know why she does He said, oh, see, when, we were, when she was much younger, we were poor and we had a smaller frying pan and the whole fish could not fit in to the frying pan. So we had to break it to fry that part. So what they did to manage, she did as a life pattern. It's the same way many of you as children, you were told, shut up your mouth. That's what you knew. So right now, you say, I'm an introvert. You are not. You are traumatized. You are not. You find it hard to attach to people. Or you are overly attached to people. It's one of these two things. Either they pampered you so much and overwhelmed you with physical touch and things. Not wrong, but I said overwhelmed. Or they said, be strong. Are you not a man? Are you not a young lady? Be strong. You need to... Or you wanted to hug somebody, maybe one of the parents, they said, don't be boys, that's how boys, if they hug you, you get pregnant. Don't hug boys. I'm not, see, I'm just saying these things as an example. There are many other things. Toxic encouragement. The person who got first does not have two heads. Even when you got second. So all those things of ah, the person who got first. Not, so you now start seeing it as a competition. Rather than doing better than yourself, you're competing with someone else unhealthily. Unhealthily. Your dad used to be very angry. You, you too, when you feel it in your stomach, it must come out like tongues. Your mom used to say her mind. You don't know it's affecting you. What I'm saying this thing is, Paul told Timothy, take heed to yourself. Listen, I want you to know how to catch yourself. Know that, uh, why am I responding like this? Trace your thought patterns. Know where it's coming from. Someone does not, see, can I say something? Many people I know are afraid of being poor. So they are not just working, they are escaping poverty. So when it comes to giving, it doesn't matter what you want to preach. It doesn't touch them. Because they are escaping poverty. It's a trauma. It does not matter how much they have. They cannot be excited in it. Some people must always be doing something. It does not matter what they've done. They cannot just say, Father, thank you for what has happened in my life so far. It's not that they are not thankful. Do you know, I realized something recently. I told my wife, I said, there's something wrong with me. I don't know how to um, be, and it's in healthy doses. It's a good trait for leadership, for what God has called me to do. Pressing for what he has said next. But I'm unfazed by many things. Even the little thing that the, even Ecclesiastes can be joyful, more joyful than I am. When he says that give thanks with life, with work, find pleasure in those things. For me, I'm just saying, man, how is this thing? I now caught myself that, ah, this is wrong. You must be able to find pleasure in the little things in your life. 
and be excited. Enjoy those things. Enjoy friendships. So you text somebody, the person does not reply you. Your next thought pattern, maybe I'm disturbing them. Maybe I'm a problem. Maybe I'm a pest. This is why I don't get close to people. Kinsley, calm down. This is why I don't get close to people. Maybe I should not get close to people again. Maybe I should keep my distance. What happened to you as a child? Think, sit down and take it to yourself. Because these are the little things that affect many relationships. Many marriages. Somebody will say, I feel like I've been a burden all my life. So when you are not, even when you are not a burden, the person is excited to have you. You are thinking, am I sure I'm not a burden? So you now self-sabotage. And the prophecy now becomes a self-fulfilling one. If you were abused, hello, Allah, asylum. Please, I beg you. Look inside. There are ways you respond to things that may be because of what has happened to you. That may be because of what has happened to you. And this is where church comes in. You know, a lot of people don't know what, that the wisdom of God, the wisdom God has put in the gathering of the saints. A lot of, those online, are you with me? A lot of people do not know the wisdom God. You see, at work, you can greet, laugh, and go home. You will not talk to them again. On Friday, we left. Saturday and Sunday, I don't know you. Then on Monday, oh, what did you do over the weekend? And you talk. Some of us too, you know, when you come to church, you are exposed. You love God's people. Some people cannot relate in church because they are afraid of that hurt that happened at home. And then they will carry it in marriage. You see, I just like to be by myself. You are, you are, it is a self-preservation instinct. But you see, God has put safety in the gathering of the saints. That you see people who genuinely love you because of the faith that they share with you. That they can hug you. That they actually care about you. You pray together. Yes, there are people who may take advantage of those things, but you will just realize that just being around the saints, you are healing from some things. Learn those triggers and learn to take little steps in the direction of correction. I told somebody something. Listen, this may sound huge, but I don't, I don't regret saying it. It seems like what seems to be lacking in people's upbringing, God furnishes it in church. It's a huge statement, but please. And I'm not saying school fees. Or the, please, of course, you guys know that I be, I, you should honor your parents financially. I teach that monthly. Said you should do that, no matter how small. But... <laughs> One thing I also believe is hmm. thank you Jesus. One thing I also believe is all those things, those things your parents don't know, the word of God will address. And then you have people who actually care about you. That people will look at you and say, how are you doing? You look very sad. Are you okay? The gathering of the saints is God's wisdom. That you can practice being hot and not holding on to offense. Come on. TC, are you with me? You can practice being hurt and not holding on to offense. Ah, hold it. Hold it. I wish I had more time, but time is up. I'm going to sing two songs. The Lord laid this on my heart. I'll sing two songs. Let us receive healing from the Lord. Let the Lord reveal where he needs us to. If you feel to stand, it's fine. If you feel to sit, it's fine. But Dennis, please, I need you on the second keyboard. 
Just focus on the Lord right now. Just focus on the Lord right now. Any, and that's why in the gathering of the saints, when the word of God comes for you, take it. When the word of God comes for you, take it. Don't, don't run away. When you see that you are running away from people who genuinely love and care for you, it's something inside. Or it may be. Just pray in the spirit for two minutes. Listen, I want you to be vulnerable to the Lord now. Don't, don't, somebody may have hurt you before. Eh? Now it's time to lay it down. Lay it down. Lay it down. You've heard me teach that it might be valid, but it is still the enemy. I'm going, to be, I'm going to step down in five minutes or less. Just focus on I'm looking for the right song. Thank you, Jesus. I lay there before you. I bow down before you. My Lord, my Savior. Oh, oh. Mm, I lay before you. I lay there before you. Unashamed. Unashamed. Naked. No secrets. I'm not coming to the place of prayer like a man of God. Lord, scan me, heal me. What needs to go out? Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Sola mayede kobolo Mali akabala dayadin You are the reason why I lift my hands Why I lift my voice Why I sing to you You are the reason I'm alive today. I am here to say it's all because of you. Soft. You are the reason. You are the reason. You are the reason. Jesus, you are the reason. You are the reason. You are the reason. You are the reason. I trust you were blessed by the teaching of God's word. Nelson Hagan Ministries is a mandate that seeks to see men saved, trained, and sent. For more ministry content, visit us at c.me forward slash Nelson Ihiagwa and for contact details follow on Instagram at Nelson Ihiagwa. God bless you.